All right. Welcome, everybody, to the 14th episode of the XBL Party USA stream. I am joined by some great people tonight. We've got some good topics to get into. Let's just hop right into it, man. Uh, Power Man 4K, what have you been playing and how have you been, brother? Uh, I've been good, man. Um, been doing really good. I've been busy this week, man. A lot of a lot of gaming going on. I'm on my second playthrough of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, as you know, I, I really hyped that game up when it first came out. I love it. Uh, so go back through there, cleaning up some achievements on that. And then I was planning on doing something else, but then out of nowhere, um, CD Projekt Red drops that Series X enhancement on me on Cyberpunk. So um, I've been diving into that. So I've been busy in RPG land, man. But other than that, I'm ready to get this show going. Let's go. Yes, yes, yes. And after the hosts, our first guest, Dirk Riggity back again how you doing brother where you been playing how you been doing hey what's going on everybody uh i'm doing pretty well man thanks for having me on again um lately i've been playing a few games uh i started back playing the cyberpunk you know i kind of put it down waiting for the next generation update didn't think it would take this long but hey it's finally here and it's actually pretty good um i've actually been playing a little seafood also and uh they're they're uh, i'm sorry dying light too so those are three games that kind of been, you know, also the amazing Crossfire. Yeah, I've been playing that Crossfire X, <laughs> the campaign. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've been playing like a few different games. Amazing. That's a controversial word about that game. <laughs> yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> and Noof Nukem, how you been, brother? Boom, boom, it's Sniff Nukem in the room. Yes, good to be back on the Xbox Live Party Podcast. Yes, I'm always doing, well, just about anything, except for the wife these days. But, yeah, uh, it's uh, it's all good. It's going to be here, man. Great uh, panel tonight. Obviously, some amazing special guests with Dirk Grigetti and Dreadpool. And, Dirk, what are you doing, man? Are you are you What kind of mic are you on tonight? It sounds like you're in a submarine. What's going on? Yeah, I'm about to check that right now. I just noticed your – oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah, you don't sound like the clear guy to here on on Monday nights. What's going I on? All right. Yeah. Hey, why don't you guys tell me? I was, there we go. I sounded like crap, man. <laughs> yeah, Those damn streamers playing does that sometimes. It switched to my camera mic. I was wondering. Hey, yeah. It did the same thing to me earlier, Dirk. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I sound good now, right? I'm good. You sound great oh, you sound now. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Would you <laughs> like to redo your intro, sir? Yeah. I sound like <laughs> shit. Man. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> That's why I put that in the chat. I was like, "Do you use submarine or what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't watch Streamyard does that sometimes. Just... Yeah. So, oh, you want me to do my 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 intro? Really? I thought you was just joking. Reintroduce yourself. Hey, so yeah. now that you guys can hear me clearly, thank you for inviting me back. There's that beautiful a, voice. I had a great time last time, and uh, yeah, man, I've been playing um, seafood, which is a pretty dope indie game. I've been playing Dying Light Tube and. Playing, um, you know, um, whatever hell I said, I forgot what else I said. Oh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, I've been having a good time gaming. I uh, plan on trying out the Horizon Forbidden West tomorrow on my PS four Pro because I still don't have a PS five yet, but I get one eventually as soon as I can walk into the store and get one. But uh, that's about it, man. Or beat up a scalper, or or that, or that. Yeah, <laughs> catch him slipping. <laughs> hey, that's <sucker>. right. <laughs> And straight from breaking bread with dread, 
and gaming beyond the box mr dreadpool what you been playing brother how you doing oh not too bad i've been playing the game of uh dropkick the laptop uh or at least try to hold back from doing that uh i did do speaking of breaking bread with dread today with uh, italian clowns and got uh probably a good 20 minutes 25 minutes into it i think and then it just decided to crap out on me so we continued it on uh the audio so i'll be working on that the next couple nights trying to piece all that together but uh basically i've been playing a lot of dying lights the first one because i've been catching fomo from everybody playing the second one and i said you know what i need to go back and finish this one before i even buy the second one so funds are low it just makes more more sense to to play a game you already have versus buy another game that you're not going to play very much so but other than that i've been streaming some halo getting some good numbers i got a whole bunch of um, followers, subscribers, and next thing you know, Halo decided to shadow hide them, whatever you want to call it. Not shadow ban, but whatever. So, even though those people say that they followed me and they still are following me, YouTube's playing some games. But, you know, it is what it is. It's all good. It only gets to, it only gets to the weak-minded. The rest of us just like, yeah, you know. It'll come around. It'll be fixed. It'll it'll take care of itself when it happens. You don't gain ten people in one day and then lose all ten in one in the in the very next day. That's a little yeah. shady. That is weird, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's definitely a little bit. And coming in last minute, straight from South America, Mister Fabio. What you doing, brother? How you been? What's up, everyone? Great to be here. Great to be, great to meet you, Dreadpool. Thank you for coming. Also, great to see Nufnukin and Dirt again. And I'm doing great. So today's my birthday, and yeah. Oh, happy birthday! Thank you so much. Yeah, happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday, happy birthday to brother! You. There we go. The live stream, now, the the podcast now is going to talk about this. There we go. Everyone together. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and so far, I've been playing Crossfire X. I played a little bit of Halo 2 Legendary. Co-op with Ash. It's hard as fuck, but still, it's really fun. And I'm not gonna lie, I played a bit of Madden 22. What? Yeah, what yeah. Sports How can guys? you even relate to that? They got NFL teams down there in Brazil? No, no, we don't have, but I can watch it. Oh, well. I can yeah, watch the game. Yeah, you, you can actually touch that ball with your hands, just so you know. Wait a second, let me check. Okay, okay yeah, both of them not, are right here. Wait we a call second. it football, but the only time we ever touch it with our foot is when we're kicking it to the other team or trying to put it through the sticks. That's it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's and funny. I'm your host, KY Bob. I have been playing a lot of Dying Light 2 with mixed opinions on the co-op. I've been playing Crossfire X. The uh, multiplayer, um, it's pretty decent, but it is like... I just, um, I just want to point see. out... I just want to, sorry to interrupt you, but I need to say, who here just said that Crossfire X was amazing? Please. 
On this fucking panel? That was, was me, man. Thing. You couldn't no. see sarcasm, sir. Uh, what's that, sir? We were about to pull your game card. Yeah. <laughs> Come, totally. Uh, Yobi said he liked it on Gaming After Dark, and I'm like, I don't know why it fell on your head, Yobi, but okay. <laughs> well, the campaign isn't that bad. Because I'm not going to lie. When I heard Crossfire X is amazing, I got I was worried. I thought, okay, maybe I should not be streaming here. Maybe I'm not. I should not participate in this. Hearing episode. about it is actually making me want to try it. The because, campaign uh, is not that bad. Yeah, I, 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 I got. I'm gonna have to give it a shot. But the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. What can we say about the multiplayer? Uh, they didn't listen when they had their supposed beta that we still considered not even pre-alpha. Can I have like, my damn intro back? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, thanks, Fabio. Yeah, there we go. I'm here for, for this, but... No so the worries. multiplayer in Crossfire X, I feel like it's Tactical Slayer on crack. Because, of course, in Tactical Slayer, you don't have any shields. You get shot in the head, boom, you're dead. And Crossfire X, you get shot anywhere, you're dead. And, yes, the campaign, I do like the campaign a lot better than I do the multiplayer, but what is up with there not being any achievements in campaign? Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Fair enough. And well, other than that, it's I jumped back in to experience the next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077, and Bob's a little disappointed. I feel like they made way too many graphical um, cuts to hit 60 frames. I, I really, I, I thought that's what made Cyberpunk the game that it was, was how beautiful it was. And then when I loaded it up in performance, I was like, wow, um, Dying Light 2 looks better than this does at 60 frames. Which I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail over that one, but that's just the way Bob feels. Did you try the ray tracing mode? Um, I, I cannot. I, I cannot say anything about Cyberpunk. First of all, because I decided to not buy, even if it is on sale, even if we have the next gen update, because they decided to fuck it up with the Series S optimization, which is only 30 FPS. It makes no sense. But okay. Are we talking about Cyberpunk or are we talking about Dying Light? Both. Really? Yep, both of them run on the Series S at 30 FPS with no performance mode. Well, I knew I knew about Dying Light, but I didn't know that they went that far with Cyberpunk. Yeah, it's 1440p 30 um, with I don't I don't think they have a ray tracing option. No, I don't think no. they were given one. No ray tracing. <clears throat> the so. good thing is at least they are trying to see the their options to add a 60 FPS mode. So maybe there's hope. The jelly with KY Bob. What would that entail? Hmm. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. we, we already did that on the on the other show, on the Expert Party podcast, the original one, <laughs> talking about KY Jelly all the time. But or yeah. KY Bob, the penetration podcast. Ooh, oh, yeah. my. Uh, oh, there you go. You know? Is there that, the, is, new name? Is that the new name? Okay, it's not the USA show then. <laughs> Yeah, but so let's get right into the topics. Um, again, with this being our 14th episode, we is a young show, and it's glad to see everybody in the panel. It's glad to see everybody in the chat, and it's nice to be seen at the same time. Thank you for telling a friend. 
First off, Metacrap. Let's talk about that Metascore that has got the ponies uproar. I mean, an 89 is a it is a great score. I mean, if you consider all the other games that were great games that were hit 70s, 89 is like masterpiece. But it's not good enough, you know, because it didn't crush Halo Infinite enough and it didn't beat Forza Horizon 5. With it being their first exclusive in almost a year, I, they were looking for some redemption, and they didn't get it. But that's not saying it's a bad game or a bad score. This is just an overreaction from a fan base who, suffice it to say, isn't at the top of the mountain that the PS4 positioned them to be at. Uh, Power, uh, have you looked into the reviews on... Metacritic? I mean, were they all bad? Were they favorably good? Were there, there some that just act like they didn't even play the game at all? What's up with that, bro? Oh man, I, I got I got so much to say on this. First of all, there, there's two there's two main reasons, right? So the one is one you hit on, right? So Horizon Forbidden West looks like it's going to be an amazing game, obviously super solid. But um, and shout out to Dealer Gaming on RDX. He he brought this up, you know. This is the highest that, they, that they've shot for Guerrilla Games. Like this is the best that they've pumped out. This is their this is their best game, right? So the idea that these Sony fanboys were hyping this thing up to be a ninety five, a ninety six, or ninety four uh, was just conjecture, and they were using that. So the whole point that they were using it for is because they wanted to be able to say this game is better than Forza Horizon Five, right? They needed something that was a must-play on the Metacritic so they could use that as fuel against whatever Xbox would be putting out for the rest of the year, right? That's their that's their main motive on that. Um, they focused on one, two, I think it maybe was three reviews that were, you know, they just said the game was okay. They had the issues with it. Um, it, it seemed like it was fair, uh, at least somewhat. Um, a little bit lower than, than I would definitely score it for sure. I thought that horizon forbidden or uh the very first horizon zero dawn was more of like an eight out of ten you know what i mean um and her and forbidden west looks like it could easily match that so honestly at the end of the day man that metacritic stuff is just fuel for the fire it was something they wanted to be able to use for later on and that's why you're seeing all these uproar and that's why you're seeing uh all the cr the craziness from all the writers and the death threads so um but yeah that's what i got on it man yeah, this it's ridiculous. It's just like you know, if you go back and you look at some, I loved some movies that really Rotten Tomatoes just drug through the mud. It, it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's it can be used as kind of a template to guide a gamer, but you should never take that as the end all be all. You know, because everybody has their own tastes, and it, the person just could not have liked the genre. Uh, third person over the show, you know, it. It just, it is what it is. Dirt, man. Yes, sir. Uh, is it, uh, is it, is this overreaction warranted? I mean, what are they crying about? <laughs> I think you asked the, uh, I think you answered your own question when you said, what are they crying about? They're always crying. You know, I always say the PlayStation fanboys, they just have this entitlement. They're just, they're just so entitled. They feel that. PlayStation is flawless. They they feel that they're they're always right. Uh, they're perfect, 
And at the end of the day, uh, 89 is an incredible score. Absolutely incredible score. I forgot who said it, uh, but in the pre-show, why are they focusing only on the couple of bad scores and ignoring all of the 100s and 90s that the game got? See, the thing is, they definitely remind me of Last Generation, how Xbox fanboys was, was, you know, crying. I was one of them. Media buyers, <laughs> media buyers, uh, you know, stuff like that. But if you look at it, man, it's all it's, it's people's opinions. Yes, we make we like have fun with Metacritic scores, you know. But if you want to be honest, the PlayStation fanboys made up the Metacritic narratives. Metacritic has always been out there, but it didn't seem like people talked about the actual Metacritic scores until last generation when Xbox was getting 60s and. PlayStation was getting 80s and 90s. That's when they brought out those narratives. Oh, look at this. Crackdown 3 is a 53. Uh, meanwhile, God of War is a 94. And that's when the narrative started. If you're talking about Metacritic, to me, Metacritic is just fun to, you know, it's about bragging rights to talk a little trash. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's other human beings' opinions. We all have opinions, obviously. It's people's mm-hmm. opinions. So, they want to run with that narrative. Now they're mad because it's not over a 90. A 89 is a great score, like I said. So I just think it's stupid. They are mad and crying about an 89. Come on. These fools can't even tell you what the last game the author that did the bad review did. They're all under the impression that they only have one review journalist on the entire website. So, yep. Noof Nukem, I'm ready for this. Let him have it. What do you want me to give him? Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger always gives give him the beatdown. Give him the beatdown and run the to the business. top of it. It's going to get a straight 90. I don't want to play any of that crap if it's not going to get like a 92 or a 94. That crap is for your pussies out there and I don't want it. Come on, you get to get the scores up. All you guys out there playing the game and you're giving that little crappy score. What do you want? What one do you want? You want Aloy to get naked and run to the rivers? Well, that wouldn't be a bad idea. But come on, what's going on here? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, man, like, it's, like you said, it's all about opinions, and Grigity couldn't have summed up any better. It's It's all about the narratives, right? It's just during a period of time, Xbox sort of had that, you know, well, there was a lack of games, and when the games finally started coming, they all sort of the score, uh, you know, a little bit subpar, you know, your average, and nothing wrong with even a game that hits in the 70s. A lot of there's a lot of amazing games out there that you know score in the 70s that a lot of people are like, Man, this game is has absolutely dynamite, you know, it's it's in the eye of the beholder, and you know, it's very subjective. It could be a couple of glitches that keep a game from getting a high score, it could be just perhaps. The game is over overdone. Maybe it overextends its welcome, or maybe it's a little bit short. I don't know. But uh, like I said, it, it, they make a big focus point out of a couple of points. And I mean, it's a good damn thing that I didn't bother, you know, uh, you know, ignoring Rise Center Rome when that didn't score like 80 odd plus or whatever. I mean, that, that game was phenomenal. You know, I'll, 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 I'll go to the grave on that one. Um, deserves a sequel. So, I mean, I loved. I love the original Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, that was my game of the year in 2017, and it was up against some very stiff competition. I know a lot of people picked Breath of the Wild, but I just loved Horizon Zero Dawn, and it had its flaws. It wasn't perfect, but considering, 
you know, that gorilla basically come off of making first person shooters for how freaking long. And then they decided to go and do a third person open world game it was very impressive to me. They, they nailed a lot of the right things. And uh, it, but it certainly looks like on the sequel, they've ironed out some of the things that people had gripes with over the course of the first game. So, I mean, like I said, 89 is a phenomenal score. Again, these are just these are just fanboy bulletin points, you know, to, to, to bring up another channel or bring up it up on a podcast and gloat on about it or not gloat about it. I don't know. It's just it's just asinine, man, and it's just amazing how many of them are out there. And some are, you know, the only time I have a problem with reviewers and going with low scores sometimes is when they give it to the wrong reviewer. Like, you don't give a sports game for a review to a person who's not a fan of the sports, right? Like, and we mm-hmm. saw that in the past sometimes where they'd give games for review with certain people would get to cover it. And you could easily tell that they weren't a fan of the genre to begin with. So their score was skewed even before they got, you know, 10 hours into a game. They're like, yeah, yeah. And you're just like, I have no idea what that reviewer is talking about because it sounds like they just don't like this type of game. So, you know, but when you got a lot of like-minded reviewers and and people that can you know at least review a game and, and give you some legitimate reasons why perhaps it scored a little bit lower or perhaps a little bit higher uh that's the kind of stuff you look for and all i say is at the end of the day we all know what we like we know what kind of games we like follow the people that that you like that that are aligned with the sort of games that you like to play and give it reviews and go that way i always say when it came to the magazine era before this social media bs and and all this stuff was uh, mine was EGM and I loved EGM reviews because EGM always did the score system. They had multiple reviewers from different points of view. And sometimes, you know, every once in a while, they get like three or four reviewers that just unanimously like, man, this game is nuts. Or you get that one game that comes in and gets like a nine for the review. And then the other guy's giving it a 6.5 and the other guy's giving it like a seven. And then you kind of go, Ooh, what? this is kind of weird. So, you know, it's a law of averages, right? And then they of course give it the average score amongst all of the reviewers but i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ramble on it is what it is the game's gonna be amazing it's probably gonna be a game of the year contender regardless and uh it's just a mute point whether it's a sony side or xbox side um i don't think there's a media bias necessarily on this one again it was just a couple of scores that drops it down and again it's, it's a phenomenal game just go buy it play it and make up your own mind exactly uh, I do remember we we used to preach about that a lot last generation where you could tell somebody get a review for a real-time strategy game and you could tell right away they did not like real-time strategy games to begin with. And that was just, that's just crap. You don't do that. I mean, are you trying to get a, a, a game to get a bad score? But anyway, Fabio, you got anything to say about it? Like the better than those guys before me, there's no way. But the only thing that that I would like to remember is like, isn't the narrative of deciding the of the deciding factor for you to say that a game is good or bad being the greats already dead since Game Pass was released? Because like you don't have to with Game Pass, Xbox and PC players they don't have to. <laughs> to wait for a review or see the Metacritic score just to decide if a game is good or bad. I can get a game that is on Game Pass and that has a really good grade on Metacritic, play it, and I can think it's bad. Or a bad game, a game that has a bad score on Metacritic, if it is on Game Pass, I play it, I can think it's good. So, like, 
isn't that narrative already that like why would it bother for us to why why should we care about grades on that on that matter when we can just download a game and play it and have our own opinions which is which is the most important all right fabio i just got a phone with phil he said uh, thank you for the game pass plug your check is in the mail <laughs> i just i just want to say like i just want to say i think it's just amazing how you can have a service with more than a hundred games for a low price monthly fee. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh goodness, that was good. You almost got you almost got paid again. You should have kept going. There you go. All right, all right, for everybody out there watching, like, share, and subscribe. Tell a friend. We're gonna get into our next topic. Our next topic. So. The scale-bound developer wants another shot. They've actually reached out to Microsoft and said that they want another shot at scale-bound. Now, I want to know everybody's feelings on this because personally, I mean, I could see a developer wanting to redeem themselves because they took a lot of flack for scale-bound. I just want to point out that Bob just skipped Stratpool on the last topic. <laughs> I did? Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I said maybe he. I oh, know. I put it in the private chat. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like, but I'll call you out. Yeah, you skipped me. I'm sorry, Dreadpool. I'm sorry. I'm not. <sighs> Give me a uh -huh. break, man. What? what huh? Go ahead. What? All right, Dreadpool. The floor is yours. All right, what with whatever you think, I think with what everybody said. So I'm going to say ditto. No, uh, well, well, we'll go with more than that. It's it's yeah. we got to remember um, back in the day, the EGMs and the uh, PC gamer mags and all that stuff. We we had to use them as a tool, right? Th those metrics were used as a tool. And this is before Metacritic. We didn't have something like that. So we've relied on reading articles and trying to figure out how well they wrote the article, how they scored, and how they were with their history compared to how, how it was when we were buying stuff, you know. Because there was a lot of games that they were talking about that was going to be the next greatest thing since sliced bread. And then they reviewed it, and it, it, it bombed. And it's like, you know, you're all hyped over these games, and then it bombs. And then, you know, then you find out stuff, you know, and as we, we've gotten older and the game is continued, we find out that certain companies uh, with some of these people, uh, the reason why they're not the, the preferred viewer is nothing got to do with anything other than the next person that, that's free to review a game. And that's the game that they happen to fall upon. And it's, it's bad when you do it like that but on the other side it, it, you kind of have to do something with that person you know what i mean so it's like it's it's a damned if you do damned if you don't uh, but i agree you have to have somebody that's interested in that type of game because if you're trying to get somebody to, to go over fifa or pes or any of that kind of any of that soccer games you know you don't want anybody that plays madden to, to play that you know what i mean so you kind of want somebody that knows the ins and outs 
And if, if you have a person that only does platformers and you're trying to get them to do first person shooter, you're not going to get a good outcome. You know, they're going to, you can already tell that they're going to have a bad outlook on it. They're, they're not going to have fun. It's not their type of game. But if it's someone that's an expertise in RTSs and they, they've played every Command and Conquer, they've played every um, Warcraft, they've played every Ages of Empires. You know, I'm just I'm listing all these games. And they come out with another RTS. Who's the best person to, to, to do that? Right? The RTS guy. The one who's got all the RTS experience. Right. The person that, that knows how to RTS on PC. You know, but yet you're going to have a console guy that played GoldenEye review an RTS on a PC. It, that, that doesn't make sense. You know, but like I said, it, I understand why. But they need to go back and figure out what's going on, you know. And now we're we're in today's life with Metacritic, which is a cumulative score from globally, right? Globally, every you know, to 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 bring it down and, and give you an average. And it should be a tool. It's not supposed to be a weapon like these idiots do, and like cry about, oh my god, you know this this shouldn't have been this or it should have been this, or you know what, I don't like it, so I'm gonna give it a zero because you know Breath of the Wild isn't that great, and it shouldn't deserve a ten. It's it, that has nothing to do with the quality of the game, or the issue with the game, or how how you know what I mean, anything. It's just because you have an issue that the game is better than it's supposed to be in your mind that you're going to go out there and rate it a zero. You know what I mean? It, it, it's the mentality of, of reaction like that that nullifies the good that these meta scores would have been. You know, they're supposed to be a tool to help you decide to be like, all right, overall, the grand population says that this game's a good game. Yet again, if you're into RTSs and it, and it scores a 90 or above or something like that, hey, all the more power to you. But if you're not, that 90 means nothing to you. So yet again, these numbers really don't mean anything that these people are putting behind these numbers. It's just an opinion of somebody and you know whether or not they're qualified per se as a gamer, um, not, not calling out gamer... Um, cards or anything like that i'm just saying if you're not a, a specific type of gamer and you're you're reviewing that or you're just throwing it out there because you don't like someone else's opinion on it or the score that came out and you're going to try to alter it you know there's there shouldn't be that you know we're supposed to use it as a tool and then go from there you know it's it's supposed to help you uh, figure out if you're going to buy the game you know now with um Phil, I need my check uh, as soon as I'm done here. Now with Game Pass, <laughs> um, and and um, Phil, Spartacus. Phil, later you need to tell me the value that you are paying so I can get some arrays, please. Thank you. <laughs> so and then and then in the future you're gonna have Spartacus. You've got other programs that are out there too, um, to do all this stuff, right? Was it bad when we had Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and we rented these games to figure out if we wanted to buy them later on? Exactly. It wasn't bad back then. You know, so doing something like this isn't bad either. You get to try out the game. If you liked it, you hold on to it a little bit longer or you bought it. You know, if you didn't like it, you're great because it was $5. I didn't have to worry about 
spending 60 bucks, 50 bucks, or even 100 bucks back in the day, you know, Mortal Kombat on Genesis was what, like $70 US? Yeah. So, yet again, everybody's price hunting right now and trying to figure out what it's worth. Well, the Metacritic says this. Well, no, it doesn't. It's a tool for you to help you decide. And that's it. Quit making it a bigger deal and use it for your personal knowledge and and to figure out if you want to play this game. If this game is something you're interested in, anything above a 70 is great. You know, it's a... Did we forget how high school is or or any kind of, you know, schooling? It's like a C and above is still good. You know, it's passing, is it not? Yeah, you're completely right. I mean, I'm looking at it from like this. I mean, in almost every other consumer market, uh, review systems are there and put in place to let you as the consumer kind of get an inside look from other people as to how this product is coming out, right? So, like, whenever I'm buying something, I don't look at these sponsored five-star reviews. I scroll down, and I look for the three-star, the two-star, and I, and I start to read them, and I start to figure out, okay, well, what, what's really going on with that? I don't want to know what Sony's telling me is wrong with the game. I want to know what dude that's been playing this game that has no vested interest in this game, right? That's what these review scores are meant to, to do, is, mm-hmm. to, is to help you as a consumer make an educated choice on whether or not you want to spend $70 on a brand new game. Because let's face facts, right? The gaming industry as a whole, especially right now, has a bad tendency of, of delivering broken games. I hear you, Battlefield, you know what I'm saying? For $70, $100 even for the, for the mega packs, and delivering a broken, buggy game that was not what was promised, right? That's what it's, that's what it's designed for. And it's very strange when people are just, and, and this is on both sides, when they are just blindly purchasing the game to quote unquote support the developer or what have you. Okay, well, if that developer did a good job, I want to support them. But if this thing's a broken mess, like what would happen, you know, me personally, I was very hyped for Cyberpunk, but it came out busted and there was no Series X enhancement. So I wasn't purchasing it until they fixed it. You know what I'm saying? That's what that stuff is for. And, and I like to remind people that uh, there were a huge group of the population that were supporting the devs by buying the $5 cheaper used game at GameStop. If yeah. that if that makes any what? sense. Yeah. Exactly. What? So they get nothing on that deal. That's, exactly. That's stupid. Who the, oh, my God. <laughs> that now done? that we've hopped back into this, um, I've always felt like... And does it? Any of you all feel the same way? Do you think Metacritic puts they allow a bad review to have too much influence on the score? No, no, no. yeah, no. Uh, I don't think they want to allow it, but they can't not allow it. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not doing it because they want to. They're just. They're just trying to get honest information. But the problem is. With any anything computer wise, right? Anything yeah. with a computer, bad data in equals bad data out. If you get good data coming in, you'll get something good out of it, right? It'll be a useful tool. But if you keep on messing up the tool, you, you will get bad answers. You will not get what you're looking for, and this is what's going on. People are manipulating it, you know, putting in zeros or putting in tens. 
and 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 thrown it out there. Granted, they've tried to circumvent it by taking out the top whatever numbers and the top lower numbers to um, to try to even it out and try to get you a little bit more consistency in the middle. But there's only so much you can do. You know, people right. find a way to damage everything and make it worse versus making it beautiful and something that we can work off of as utilize as a proper tool. I think the biggest example of the influence that bad reviews have on Metacritic is what happened with The Last of Us 2. People were just review bombing the game. Like, okay, there there was a lot of review bombing. That's a fact. But there was also a lot of people that actually bought the game, actually played the game, and actually didn't like the game. But still, Metacritic decided to, okay, let's stop with the negative reviews. No one can do any negative reviews anymore because it was just like non-stop. Everyone was just... <laughs> just put, putting bad reviews about The Last of Us 2. And they decided to cut that. And then after that, I it was the first time that I realized, like, okay, people that actually make a review on Metacritic, they have no, like, check mark guaranteeing you that that specific person bought and played the game. Anyone can put a review on Metacritic about any game. And like, just because of that, in my opinion, <laughs> it makes no sense for me to to use Metacritic as, as a source. Yeah, we've, we've thrown out suggestions to link your gamer, whatever, profile to, to the accounts. So if you're on Xbox, you're on Steam, you're on PlayStation, you're on Nintendo, that it somehow links up and says, yes, this person has played this game. And, and at least this way you have some sort of validation that you have played the game. Um, we've even talked about uh, doing like a certain percentage of the game, you know, so, or so many hours, depending on the game. It, or something that would guarantee something. that you actually finish the game. Like there's even, there are reviews of journalists, journalists that actually... On their review, they are saying that I'm putting a low score here, but I didn't finish the game. Like there was a case with a Battletoads game, with the Battletoads game, the one released by Delala in yeah. 2020. Like the guy, in his review, he said I didn't finish the game. But to him, whatever. If he didn't finish the game, he's going to put a score, and I think that's not fair. Yeah, see, that's why I, I suggest yet again changing it from a review to an impression because you didn't finish the game per se. So at least this way you can say, you know, at least they're actually saying that they didn't finish the game, you know, with with the review. So you can you can kind of know to avoid that opinion if you feel that they need to finish it because certain games you have to finish it. There's so many twists at the end that you think that you finished the game. But the gameplay is going to be the same no matter what. Like yeah. I, I think, I so think it's, it it's, that's the tricky slope that you play in. I think it mostly depends on the state of the game. If the game is playable or not. If it is a state like Cyberpunk 2077, you are only going to make a review based on the bugs that it had. 
and there's no way for you to finish the game because it's unplayable or like battlefield 2042 it's just unplayable how are you going to actually make a review of that game if everything well, if everything there is not working so but you know and this is why i say it's a slippery slope if you're playing let's say madden mm -hmm. right you've played all the maddens before um do you finish madden no, what's, no, no. what's considered finishing madden you know what i'm yeah, saying fair so so there's that there's there is a slippery slope when you go with 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 it has to be finished it has to be this it has to be that no there there should be a certain time there should be certain um consistencies across all the games but at the same time there should be certain stipulations because it is this type of a game because it is that type of a game who's got 500 hours to go play through dying light to get every little piece of it and then some to, and then and then be able to write mm -hmm. up a review yep Lots so of people, apparently <laughs> yeah 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 wow. that's true new <laughs> all the responses i got on my twitter today oh uh, did yeah. you love my response yeah i did yeah i had a good chuckle with that one <laughs> jesus christ comes with the blaze of sarcasm yeah uh yeah yeah shit but yeah there there there's it's a slippery slope and it's hard to to say this is the one thing that goes across all 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 games and this is how we should do it it's hard to do that and it's it, you'll never get it and everybody will have a different opinion on how you review a game so we're never going to have a, a solid answer as to that but as long as we can get as much information out of it as possible if they can get as much information as they report it would be also best for the reviewer to give to the viewer slash potential uh, gamer that's going to be playing that game. Mm -hmm. But in order to take all that into account, people have to actually play read it? the reviews mm. and understand yeah. them, and not just look at a number and then step away with the yeah. uh, impression. Right, and that and that's the that's why I don't like numbers because that's the easiest thing to look at and walk away from. Right. Yeah. You got to look at, like I said, one of the things I like to read in reviews sometimes is I go through the pros and the cons. And I look at, like, the level of detail they put in a pros and a cons because sometimes the con is just, you almost kind of go, wow, you're knocking all the score off for that little chintzy thing. You know what I mean? And there's other times they have a big con and you're like, oh, well, that seems legit. Like, that's, a, that's a fair argument, you know. As far as the scores, my, my last thought on that is, is like, I, I, I'll give the, I'd rather the ones that give the hundreds I'll take the hundreds over the ones that do the zeros. And the reason being, like, say the Metacritic score is 90. Well, 90 is a lot closer to 100 than, say, a zero is to 90. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, 100, like a 10 points one way or the other is probably, yes, either the game is a really, really good or, it, again, it's that extra few points because it's a fanboy thing. Like, I love this game. It's on my favorite platform. So it automatically gets 100. Like I said, a very few games, if ever, are classified as perfect i don't know if any game ever should or deserve a hundred i don't know but like i'll, I'll take the hundreds over the zeros because the zero just oozes okay you're an idiot fanboy you did not even play this game because no game really deserves that level level of uh damnation like i mean games are worth something no matter how bad they are uh, just you know whether they're worth your time or not no and even a 50 game for somebody some some people really like 50 games for some people that's just the problems that were in that game were 
nil and void do that said person you know what i mean whereas for other people that 50 is like well I, I just couldn't live with the things that were in this game this game is just you know no good for me yeah you know? no game is a zero i mean if it starts up and you can get through the menu and actually play the game it's not a zero have you I ever played bubsy 3d left for the ps1 that was a zero i'll tell Which you one? bubsy <laughs> 3d for the bubsy? ps1 <laughs> I guess oh, so good. Uh, Yo, on the PS1, oh my, that game was a zero. That was a, you, and I was a young you, cat. Do you it at the played, time. I was old. Have, have you played Right to Hell Retribution on the 360? No, I haven't. <laughs> Yo, Dar, I uh, thought she was about to say bug snacks, bro. I was about to die. Damn, you chose violence. We'll, we'll give it. We'll give it a two because it made me hungry. <laughs> Oh, no, well, I mean, I just, I literally just bought a game uh, for my daughter, and it's supposed to be some sort of, you know, um, game, uh, like a racing slash flying uh, racer type game, right? And I read one of the reviews and said, you know, um, me and my friends, we, we ended up uh, playing the game. We actually had a whole bunch of fun laughing at each other, da 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 da. She comes out to me and she goes, Daddy. This game sucks. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, come on now. It can't be that bad. Holy crap. That, if I could give it a negative score, I'm glad I only paid 50 cents for it. Because it was on sale, and I was like, yeah, it's 50 cents. What? How bad can the game be? It, it can't be that bad. I, I don't expect it to be good. But, ho oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd give it a negative 10. You, play, you played for how much? You paid how much? Sorry. I I uh, fifty cents. Fifty cents. Well, what did you expect? <laughs> well, exactly. I wasn't expecting much, but I expected a game. <laughs> you just paid. You got no cents for fifty cents. Like, <laughs> exactly. You paid Man. fifty cents for a game, which, which. Yeah, like, yeah, I got a side eye any game that's 50 cents. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah, well, man, you know, like I said, too good to be true. it was like a kitty game, so I figured I'd get it for my daughter. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, $5, and it was it was down to 50 cents. I was like, you know what? I'll pay for that. No problem. I, I mean, like, nowadays, nowadays, is there anything that is good that costs 50 cents? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You can Fair get you get like a I half can't... a candy bar for 50 cents. <laughs> if, if not, one one Reese's cup. Maybe just, one Reese's cup. I, I'm just imagining like the guy getting to the store and asking, can, can, I get, can I have a quarter of a candy uh, bar? Brings you back Please. to that movie. How much for one rib? Just one rib. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. How much for a rib? Oh. <sighs> So, did um, any of y'all see the press release for Battlefield 2042 uh, blaming oh, Halo yeah. Infinite for its uh, downfall? Which yes. one are you talking about? Because I, I got, I got, a, I got, I just thought it was funny, um, and I'm going to call him out. Paul Tassie wrote an article about another article that was written about EA blaming halo i'm like isn't that our job to to, to like talk and commentate about you know these articles what's he doing writing articles over an article it's like you just rewrote something yeah that's weird yeah. apparently there was a corporate meeting um discussing the 
quote unquote failure of Battlefield 2042, and they said that it happened because it released right alongside Halo Infinite, and Halo Infinite was a more polished game. And I thought that was funny because Halo Infinite's not even complete. We still well, can't play. Considering that Battlefield actually del was delayed. <laughs> exactly. Well, Infinite was they delayed, delayed a year. Yeah. Yeah. But Battlefield was supposed to come out theoretically before Halo Infinite wasn't, and then it got pushed back like another what couple of weeks or something. Yeah. See, yeah. see, but Halo, like you know, the full game wasn't there, but the multiplayer, it was polished, you right. know. And that's what they said. They said it was a more polished game, and it definitely right. was polished. You know, what's right. funny is they seem to be crying about the same thing they pulled on Vincent Pella. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. It's true. With Titanfall 2, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. But I guess they're saying that, like, like, like Microsoft kind of just dropped Halo Infinite multiplayer out of nowhere. Like, hey, yo, you know, it's going to drop two weeks, two or three weeks before the game actually releases. So here. And, um, yeah, they said it killed it. <laughs> well, well, yeah. after, after the amazingly good reception from the beta in of Battlefield 2042, EA had the opportunity to just say, fuck it, we are going to delay this game because the fans are saying that it's not working properly or either because, oh my god, Halo Infinite is coming out. Like, there's no way for us to get the numbers that we expect. So they had, they had the chance to delay the game. They decided not to. So fuck it. Yeah, they, they, they knew what kind of product they were shipping out. I mean... Exactly. The beta, the beta had the same problems that the, that the day one release had. Um, they didn't address uh, any of the stability issues and the problems that people were having, like loading into the games and the, and the textures and just overall, the game felt rushed. And I, listen, I don't care what what they say. That game, whenever it was announced, before people started playing it, had had a shitload of hype on it. Everybody was tired Absolutely. of the World War II stuff. They were ready for a modern battlefield. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that Battlefield 4 was the GOAT, and they were ready for like another version of that in, in the modern times. Um, but they missed the mark, and in my opinion, that's a total cop-out to try to blame Halo Infinite multiplayer, of all things, that's free-to-play, on why your game didn't succeed. No, your game didn't succeed because you didn't polish it and take the time to put out a good product. Because I will say this, if Battlefield 2042 launched properly and worked and looked and looked as good as they told us that it would look, then we would they would we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. But because and Battlefield they, players are dedicated, they would want to play it. You know what I mean? And they knew what they were coming out against too, because we had two flights of Infinite, and both flights went off flawlessly and played great. So they knew what they were coming out against, and they yeah, knew their shortcomings. They even lied to the fans by saying that, don't worry, the beta is a two-month-old build. It's not going to be the mm. final game. And, yeah, two-month-old, right? Yeah. And not to mention also that Call, of, that people, you know, Call of Duty Vanguard had the least amount of hype and had the highest dislikes on the video because everybody did, nobody wanted to play a World War II Call of Duty again. Battlefield 2042 was set up to dominate. But they but they shipped out a bad product. That's right. And there was yeah. no way for them to hide it. And, and 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 they actually had like a huge 
uh, requests for refunds, yeah. and it's a it's a big deal. Their their I investors sh- called it an, an absolute failure. You know, I f- so I, I think the worst part is not is not just that they decided to ship a product that it, that is not that just doesn't work and sell that for a hundred seventy dollars, whatever. Well, they also decided to be arrogant and not address the issue by the issues by saying that they screwed it up. They decided to put the blame on something else or they decided to just say, I'm sorry if you didn't have the game that you expected. Your expectations are way too high, guys. We cannot deal with such hype. Mm-hmm. And like and like this sentence from Knights of the Old Republic couldn't be better for this. Like yeah. the sentence is it is such a quiet thing to fall. But far more terrible is to admit it, and like it's just that, unbelievable. You know that's that's just the thing. Like look look at Halo. Okay, we can all agree, right? That Halo Infinite was certainly one of the most hyped and most anticipated games in the last five, ten years, probably easily, right? Like, well, so I shouldn't say ten years, but ever since I mean Halo Five, like it was a very anticipated game, and that that delay for that game was very costly on a lot of levels from a marketing standpoint from fans like it, it, it that was a hard decision for Xbox to make you guys know it was to not have that game alongside the Series X and the Series S at launch it, that was that was a huge thing but at the end of the day they felt that it was the right thing to do because again uh, to, to make the game at least come as close as uh, living up to its potential as it could and that was a big cost why didn't Battlefield pull the same thing because what at the end of the day it was more it was more important for them to to pad their stockbrokers wallets then keep the fans happy maybe delay it six months maybe delay it a full freaking year i mean they delayed a couple years already they hadn't had a battlefield for a while so what what's another year in retrospect because now they've done more damage to the franchise by bringing out this game that is obviously an unpolished uh, game that most people don't like than it would have by just delaying it and bringing out a really great product that blew everybody's mind. So here you go. And this is Battlefield's been struggling to, to, to gain ground on Call of Duty. Let's call a spade a spade. We know that the Battlefield fans, I mean, the, the hardcore fans of the franchise love it and prefer it over Call of Duty every day of the week. But at the end of the day, it, that's, that's irrelevant because it's still – a very distant second to Call of Duty in almost every regard. It's st- still struggling to find a big audience, and that's why they keep changing so much. Because they keep hoping that eventually they'll strike, they'll strike that nerve, they'll strike the pulse, you know, that 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 the Call of Duty audience gets, and they'll get this big winner on their hands and maybe turn things around for them, right? But that's not happening, and this didn't do them any any justice. I'm not saying Halo's perfect. I mean, heck, it's still missing a lot of crap that should have been there from the launch, especially for with sure. all the delays and stuff. So I'm not making excuses for them, but at least they brought out a polished game that lived up to a lot of the expectation. The campaign was pretty good. The multiplayer was phenomenal. It was just a couple of the modes. So, like, at the end of the day, and why do you keep here Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield? Oh, well, we need to, you know, it's going to have this amazing destruction, and it's going to do this, and it's going to do that. And they show you off all these incredible trailers right at the start, right? Like these pre-rendered or CGI things that blow everybody's minds. Then the game comes out, and you're like, Wow. This looks and pretty much plays exactly like the last Battlefield. What the hell happened? And like, like we are talking about, remember, we are talking about a game developed by a studio that was that is part of a of the company that decided to justify loot boxes by saying that they are mm. surprise mechanics. 
Remember, we are talking about that company. EA has always, always. It doesn't matter if they if they like to say EA is in the game. They are not in the game. What they want, their first priority is their pockets. And sadly, when you have a company, the main company having that kind of culture, the studios that are part of that company and end up having the same culture for them to survive. So both EA is arrogant and EA is really greedy. Dice because of that ended up becoming the same thing because they are being arrogant, incompetent assholes who are not having the decency to just apologize, at least apologize for their mistake and saying that on the next game we are going to be doing better. We are going to set, we are going to deliver something according to the high standards that we really gave to ourselves like it's the same thing with, with what happened with blizzard when he became part of activision they ended up having the same shitty culture of the company and like the only way for us to see ea or dice in my opinion to go to become something better is for the leadership to change and they are not going to change unless if they become become acquired by someone well, let's I'm not forget, sorry. there was an 18-month delay on the engine updates alone. They It took them a year and a half to update the old Frostbite engine instead of just biting the bullet and like licensing Unreal Engine or something. Mm -hmm. Why are you going with an old engine and updating it if it's going to take you that long? I'm, yeah, by I know the time, you're proud by of the your... time they were done with it, it was actually almost a whole new engine. By the time they actually exactly, updated, it was basically a brand new engine. I mean, that's something that if you were going to make a brand new engine, that's something that should have been done before development of the game even started. Like the problem is that they are using the same engine all the time. They are not going to change. They have a whole studio just to f make that fucking engine. They use the engine on Battlefields. They use that engine on Anthem. They use the the Frostbite engine on Madden, like they use it for every fucking thing. So at the end of the day, you have an engine that doesn't work for everything and they don't want to adapt it. They just want to make a little upgrades because they want to spend less money as possible. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Unreal Engine with uh, Star Wars works flawless. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, games built on their own engine. Like I said, EA fucked up Mass Effect and Drama. They fucked up Anthem. They fucked up Battlefield. They fucked up Need for Speed. So there's a trend going on here, boys. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, only, the only shining star they have out of their entire lineup is Respawn. Like, Absolutely. Opinion, that's the yeah. only thing they got. You know. And, and luckily, uh, Vince Pella didn't let them tear it apart. Yeah. Yeah. Metal, Metalhead exactly. is also another studio from EA that so far it's all good because they are the guys responsible for the super mega baseball game. Mm -hmm. And you know, I mentioned this before, uh, but EA had a rough generation last generation. They really yeah. did. From um, uh, from Mass Effect Andromeda to Anthem to you know the whole thing with Battle uh, Front Two, Blue Boxes Battlefield Five. Yep, yep, yeah, Battlefield Five and. 
technically Battlefield 2042 because it's, it's still the cross-generation game. So if it wasn't for Respawn and Vincent Pella, I don't know what the hell EA – I mean, I don't know where they would be at right now because they have – they single-handedly made them decent last generation because Madness always ass, it, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Respawn, that's why they promoted the guy. They say, look, guy, Vince – Sampala, we need you. Thank you. Please just help us out because you know he's <laughs> he did a lot of great things for him last generation. And and everywhere that yeah. guy goes, um, success seems to follow. You know what I mean? So again, I give it to him. They put a good guy uh as the leader. I just hope that he can turn that that's a big boat to turn around. Um, that's been on a kind of like a crash course with a glacier for a long time. And like I said, they only have a couple of decent games that I think people would actually sit around and honestly say they're good games. You know, like, yes, Madden sells and people buy it, but that doesn't make it good. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been zero innovation. It's the same game every year. Um, you can literally just roster update the thing, and it would be no changes. So, you know, you know like, hopefully they change that. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You won't because the problem with Madden is that it's not a, it's not a situation where the – the sports game fans are stupid or something like that it's because madden is the only simulation football Mm -hmm. option that they have because ea makes an exclusive deal with nfl for them to be the only guys to make a simulation football game like if playstation fanboys were trying to say that xbox is doing a monopoly let me tell you this is a monopoly I mean, I remember in the days when you had good competition between EA and 2K. They, yeah. You know, they both had a franchise yeah. in almost every sport, and times were good because they both made the other one one-up themselves. I know, you know I'm weird, not, man. I, I like anymore. playing Blitz more than anything from back in the day, dude. I love that game. And uh, in my NBA on NBC, I don't know if you guys played that in the arcade back in the day, but uh, – I love I love those kind of like goofy NHL games, hits but... twenty oh three. Oh man, yeah, that was a good one too. <laughs> just give me like, some NBA. I just want some NBA Jam, baby. Yeah, yeah that's NBA what I'm saying. Like, NBA on yeah. NBC was kind of like NBA Jam. You know what I mean? And and I know they got the um, what is it? The playgrounds? Is it NBA playgrounds? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. NBA playgrounds. Yeah. Microtransaction yeah. fest. There, I bought playgrounds two for Switch, and I traded it in about a week later. It was brutal. They yeah, literally gave bad. you like. Oh my god, bro! Like they had all the players locked. You paid yeah, full, yeah. I, I yeah. bought the fucking full game, like the full game, yeah. and all the players are locked up behind paywalls. You either got to buy them what? or you got to fucking play that the pissed, game hey, like crazy to get them. Hey, Noof, that pissed me off too because I would understand that if it was a free to play game, but like you yeah. said, I bought the whole game and like WWE Battlegrounds is like that also. Jeez, there was like three wrestlers available. Everybody else was behind the paywall. Yeah, like, yeah, I See, that's, that's the ridiculous. Game. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah, price for hey. a game, and they're still basically trying to force you into microtransactions. Like that—that's the kind of shit that I have no time for. See, and you don't have to finish the game to know that you have to pay for that, and that yep. should be like right away one of the first things that they say when they review those type of games. But sadly, they don't. Yeah, no. that should—that should be the first thing on the review, Dread. You're absolutely right. Like, hey, yeah. you're gonna get three wrestlers, or hey, you're gonna get all the good basketball players are gonna be behind a paywall because I literally. I mean, I've never purchased the game, but I, this is the first time I've heard of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've always kind of liked those goofy sports games. You know, they're kind of fun, kind of over the top. Um, but I'm definitely not buying that stuff now. You know, 
like when it comes to when it comes to those sports games, like there, I don't think there's any problem with a person to okay, I'm going to buy the the newest Madden or the newest NBA 2K, but make sure that first of all you buy them on a really good sale. Second of all, make sure you buy them if those are your first NBA or meta games ever or your first NBA or meta game in a long while. Like, because why would you fucking buy the game each year when they don't change a shit? All right, look, I, so I got a question about Madden because I, I, don't, I don't own a Madden game, but so my question is legitimate. So let's, say, let's say I bought Madden last year. Okay, and let's say that this year my team gets a player in the draft that I'm really excited about. Mm. Can I just update my Madden from last year with no. new rosters, or do no, I have to no. get the new game? No, no. You, no. If you want the real player, like I mean, like maybe there are some, you know, like you can create a player or something. But if you want yeah. the real player, yeah, you have to. Um, and that's, that's where they that's where they get people. Then you see, and yeah. that's what I said before: is every four years. On the fifth year, you should get a whole new game. But in between then, give me like the $20 upgrades every year and update the roster because you haven't changed much and maybe yeah. do a couple tweaks. And then that way, you've got five, you got literally four years. So that way, on the fifth year, you've got four years to produce a whole new game from mm-hmm. the ground up. And then that way it's now not the old engine. It's a whole new engine. And as you've learned these little tweaks that you've done, it's already in the newest engine. And you don't have to worry about it. And then you just, yet again, more people would be willing yep. to spend that 20 bucks for the roster update on the old game and maybe some graphical updates too. You know what I mean? So th- yep. that stuff is easy to do. Granted, I say easy. It's not really that easy, but they still make money. But they save a ton of yeah. money too, because they wouldn't have to fucking build the same ass game again. Exactly. It's yep. it, and that's this is the whole thing. It's a shortcut, right? What what happened with um, uh, Uncharted? Right? They came out with their the legacy, so that way, mm-hmm. and it was it was an expansion, and it was a shortcut, right? Same thing with Halo, right? You had Halo Three and Halo ODST. It was an expansion off of that. And they turn it into a standalone game. All all they did was use the old assets, and that and you know and and we had fucking clowns sitting there freaking out about a fucking um, animation being reused. It's like, well, no shit. If I'm jumping out of a helicopter with a parachute, my animation's going to be the same. I'm going to shit my pants before I pull the cord, <laughs> right? Uh, was, if I jump a, out of a plane, shit, is my animation not going to be the same thing? I'm shitting my pants before I pull the cord. Are we going? You know, are, we going are, are we getting also to the discussion of of God of War 2018 with God of War Ragnarok? It's the same deal, it's, same it's, thing. Like it's this, yeah. It's literally the same thing. Reuse, reuse the assets, problem. reuse whatever animation you have. Get that game out faster. Add more stuff to it, obviously. You, you know, because it you is going to be an expansion to it. Call of Duty like, does it every year. They use but, the same fucking assets. But just, why? That's it. Yeah, well, they, yeah, but they call it a new game. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. But it's pretty wanna, much it. I do want to throw in there that. Um, I have. It has been said that the 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 
the engine that runs Madden is going through a complete overhaul this yeah. year. And so yes, the it. next the next that, game will be because right now they're still playing that right now. Well, yeah, the right now they're still playing that cross gen game where they've uh, you know they basically crank the settings up, but the they're they're going they're going to do a complete overhaul to actually tailor to the new system, <laughs> which I think everybody should do. I'm I'm tired of cross gen. I want the new shit. I want it to look best on here and. Yeah. Give well, it to me. Visuals is nothing. It doesn't well, matter if it was last well, gen or this gen. Well, hopefully hopefully Madden truly becomes something better this year. Like don't, don't get me wrong, I am having fun with Madden Madden twenty two, but that's only because this is my first Madden game ever. Look. Look. Do you understand what I mean? Like so if that's well, the first what's your what's your team, Fabio? Who who are you playing with? Um, playing with the Buccaneers. Oh, the Bucks. Okay. There you go. Oh, okay. That's a good team. <laughs> uh, if I said something like the the Baltimore Ravens, would you guys be angry with me? <laughs> oh, man. No. Long, you didn't say the Cowboys. You're good. Ah. <laughs> you could have ah, said the so Bears. If you, if you had to say the Detroit Lions, we would have crushed in your insanity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What about, oh, what about, come what on. about the Come on, man. I heard the Packers the, are respectable, uh, Fabio. <laughs> What, what about the Vikings? No, just kidding. Look, Vikings are trash. When it comes to FIFA and Madden and, and, and to some degree PGA, this is the one time in video gaming where basically EA gets away with the Nintendo syndrome, where they can do no wrong, they can make the same crap over and over again, and they just get they get a pass because the audience, again, the largest part of the audience are basically – they're not really game fans. They're, they're sports fans. Because the majority of them that play these games and, and keep the coffers rolling at EA, they're not out playing Dead Dying Light 2. They're not playing the latest Battlefield. They're not, the majority of them, yep. I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of them are not. If you look at their track record, it's the same every year. They get the same two, maybe three games every year, and that's all they're playing. They play it, and they get into the ultimate team, and they're buying all the microtransactions. And as long as... Seven out of every ten people that buy that game are into the same boat where they just they just keep funding the coffers. EA has no no uh, urgency to change their formula because it sells. It's 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 like selling I don't know man. It's like selling shit to a dung beetle. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like that is they're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And because there is no competition, as you mentioned earlier, there's no two K in the in the NFL field. There's no two K in a lot of other stuff, or there's no other companies. It's basically there's one or the other. It's either NBA two K or Madden FIFA PGA NHL. Don't even have a competition anymore. So they're going to keep doing the same thing, and they're going to keep making bank because again the casual market drives it yep so shout out to thember in the chat thember here every week got his comment up on screen and uh, (laughs) just let him know that is because the switch is so under powerful they can't do anything better than what they're already doing so all they do is update teams like before before we go to the next topic because i believe we are talking way too much about ea and then we're going to be forever discussing about (laughs) only that let me just make you a quest a question do you guys know how much money does madden make yearly oh probably ridiculous amount it's like a lot a lot it makes it makes it makes equivalent to four billion dollars yearly for ea we are talking about a billion dollar franchise that doesn't change Mm-hmm. Well, I will I will bet you, Fabio, that 
their um, their licensing for the NFL is it, they're spending a quarter yeah. of that in just their licensing, and yeah, then probably another quarter. Absolutely, in absolutely. Let's, those yeah, spending a lot. Those licenses is yeah. very expensive. Like right. the same. especially to have it locked down. Absolutely, oh, yeah. they're paying a buttload, and they're yeah, renewed and they're renewed annually. So that that money is paid every year. It's not it's not a one time thing. Yeah, like, but don't, don't and it's not me, one license either. Yeah, multiple. don't get me wrong. I do understand that, but I mean, when we're talking about a franchise that makes so much money and they just decide to, you know what, fuck it, let's just make a copy and paste job and maybe bring a feature that we decided to stop putting on the games five years ago. Let's let's just. What about we sell that? Like I, I don't know. I think it's just so sad, and Madden deserves much better. So yeah, yeah. just wanted yeah. to end the discussion with this. These yeah, game companies just... are turning into hot dog vendors. Only the difference is they keep charging you for the condiments. Yeah, yeah. It's it's oh, like these Madden guys are basically the console version of the cell phone game players that are playing Candy Crush. Yeah, that's all they play. And that's all they pay for are all the microtransactions. Yeah. And that's all they care. That's it. To be honest with you, Candy Crush, it kind of feels like a little bit of a setup because I swear I'll play like back. Okay, I don't play it anymore. I haven't played it in like, shoot, seven years, something like that. But I would, I swear some levels you would coast through like two or three levels. And then all of a sudden you would get hit by a level that was so hard. You'd be stuck on for like a month. And the only way you would get past it would be to buy that little boost or you know get that little bit of help yeah yeah yep. that's that's how they get you man you know how they don't get me i delete it delete I'm done with it, it. I, i've i've yeah i'm done with that shit i'm done with it i don't do that crap anymore um not that when i did i did it like some of these other guys but you know every once in a while i was like yeah it's just a few bucks here and there and then it's like God, they did it to me again. I'm not doing this anymore. And you know, I really did like Gears Pop. I I, I thought mm -hmm. Gears Pop was a lot of fun, but they got you on that because the competitive um, it didn't match make you very well. It it ramped. I believe it ramped you up to a higher level than you really should have been playing against. That it made you go out there and buy those loot, those loot boxes. Nope, not once. Not I one. was hoping they were going to make a Gears Pop game, but like an actual like Gears of War style game with the Pop characters, not like this over-the-top cell phone game. I thought it would have been cool. It's like a little Gears, you know, where you're going around chainsawing people with the little Pop figures. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. Like an arena-style, like a like little, yeah. like, uh, yeah. 4v4, like, fight it out. That would have been cool. That would have been, been really cool. I mean, they got Call of Duty on the cell phone now, so I don't see why they couldn't have done the same, something similar. Yeah, you know, with the pop vinyls, um, little little. Uh, I don't I don't know how true this is, but I played against PewDiePie, and uh, I I even tagged them. I'm like, dude, is this really you, or is this just somebody just fronting on your name? So I never got an answer. On your spot? Yeah. Oh, really? Clearly, he said yeah. the truth. Clearly, you are guaranteed that he is going to say the truth. Like, goddamn it! That's crazy. All right. All right, I got I I got to get back into it. Um, I really want to know: Does Platinum Games does does Microsoft give them another shot? 
And keep just, in mind that they could, Microsoft could put so many caveats into this contract and every one of them benefit themselves. And just, Platinum Games is, yeah. I mean, wholeheartedly, I mean, they seem like they're coming from a good place. They really want to, because they were, they, <laughs> they really, they really dirtied themselves in the public's eye with, I mean, because Microsoft came right out and said, look, because Microsoft was getting so much flack for canceling it that Phil had to come out and say, look, this, this is what happened. There were funds that were giving to Platinum Games and they were being misused for other games. No, 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 no. I don't think Phil said no, that. No, no, Phil never said that. Phil said we decided we would go and not do it. They, they took the blame. They didn't blame Platinum at all. It was months later that Platinum admitted. I thought it was years later. Well, yeah, I'm sorry, years later. Uh, that, yeah, years later that Platinum yes. admitted to that. You're correct. I I misremembered it was Platinum that came out and admitted it. I, I just assumed anything official had come from Microsoft. No, Microsoft actually did not need to do what they did. They turned the other cheek, and they took the full the brunt for years. 100% of the heat. Didn't even put the blame on them at all. Not even a hint. They they took it, and they so took it in stride. So do we think Platinum deserves another shot? Hell, hell no. I say hell no. Is, hell no. I just want here, I say I say no. Let me let me go, Fabio. Uh, I'm gonna say well, I'm gonna say this. Take the IP. Listen, they need to stop being so nice. Take that IP because it was a decent IP. Clearly, the fans are interested in the, in the IP, right? Because it keeps coming up. Year after year after year, we're still talking about this game. People well, the premise interested. Of, yeah, it's it, it had a good premise, right? I, and that's what I'm saying. Give it, give yeah. it to somebody that can handle it, right? Give it to somebody that's good at making consistent games. They have so much talent now that they've made these acquisitions. I see no reason why they should have to go back to, in my opinion, a 50-50 developing studio who sometimes makes a good game, sometimes makes absolute trash, right? And you never really know what's going to happen. They've already got a bad reputation about the entire situation, right? So in my opinion, you own the IP. Maybe maybe you have some of those development tools still <clears throat> still in place. Maybe you don't. I'm not sure. But you, no. you you task somebody with say, hey, listen, this is the IP. See what you can do with it. And they have they have a lot of really talented people under their belt. You know what I mean? So could, that's my opinion. Yeah. No, don't give it to Platinum. How can, I say, how can I say something? Yeah. I uh, I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I don't think they should do anything with the IP. Okay. Because this isn't 2017 when Xbox had no damn first party games in development. They don't need Scalebound. Scalebound looked cool, right? But us, it was mostly us Xbox guys. Like, yeah, we got another well, exclusive on the way. And it, and it still I, is cool, though, man. I mean. You having your own dragon and being in complete control well, have and the like dragon mind links with it's, the dragon? It seemed wonky. I'm sorry. It, it seemed wonky because I'm going to listen to my I'm going to listen to my music on my headset, but I'm controlling a dragon. It seemed a little wonky. You See, know, I agree with what Dreadful is saying. It looked cool, right? It looked okay, but I remember how bad the frame rate was. It looked clunky, like you said. It looked wonky. It it, it just didn't look great. And I I vividly remember um, PlayStation fanboys making fun of it until it was canceled. Then, of course, mm. it was all of a sudden the games they were going to buy Xbox One for. So I'm right? kind of like. Exactly. 
so. that was why I was going to buy it. I was going to buy it because of this one game, one. just like they were going to buy the Xbox One X because they, Phil said that they're going to come out with VR. Bullshit. It's just yeah. a line that you're throwing out there. Quit, quit making stuff up. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dirt. Yeah, no, so... Like this is just my opinion. Um, you know, I would just say just let the game die. Now, if Xbox acquired them or something, of course that's different. But it's just that's hiring them to do it. I, I don't think they need to at this point. We, they have plenty of games in development that's about to come out. They don't need scale bound. Like you said, I don't know who was that explaining Dreadpool. They took one hundred percent of the heat. They never threw platinum games up under the bus. It took Platinum Games a couple of years to come out and say, well, we have something to do with it also. And just imagine, you know, I use this analogy on on my show and in my my video. I said, what if you had a guy remodeling your kitchen? He's doing your kitchen for six or seven months. And you as a customer say, you know, I'm tired of this shit. I've been paying you all this time. The kitchen is 40% complete. I'm going to cut my losses and kick you the hell out of my house. Get out of my house, you piece of shit. And then you find out he was actually developing, well, I'm sorry, remodeling people's kitchens in your neighborhood. He was doing other people's kitchens. And then you find out that you kick him out. And two years later, you run into him again. Hey, man, what's up, brother? Remember me? Hey, man, let me finish your kitchen. I know you got to pay me again, but let me finish the kitchen. Mm. I said, get the hell out of here, man. Get out of here. Sounds like a Dave Chappelle skit. That is a great analogy, Dirk. Yeah, that yeah. is awesome. Was, I've never heard of it. Really well that was great. I just yeah. feel like I gotta say, if Xbox end up buying Platinum Games, my dream would it be for them to okay, we acquire Platinum Games, we are going to make scale bouts, and we are going to fucking fire Hidemi Cameo. I don't give a fuck if he is the guy that, but it was his idea. It's his dream. Don't fire him. Fire him. Make sure to fire this motherfucker. Why is that? This is a son of a bitch who likes to block anyone that doesn't speak Japanese on Twitter. And he likes to call anyone who doesn't speak Japanese insects. So, like, if you are going to be toxic, I don't give a fuck about your well, mates. And like I, mean, I just what? wanna I, I just wanna point out that like ah but he is Japanese, he has his pride. I don't give a fuck if he has his Japanese pride. I could Bro. have a Brazilian pride and say that I don't care if you don't speak Portuguese with me, don't talk to me at all, you fucking prick. I can say something like that. So I just want to give our viewers a little uh, bit of uh I'm just clipping history. that right now. A little bit of a history lesson <laughs> of some of our viewers that may not be familiar with platinum games and why platinum games was approached by microsoft to do scale bound in the first place platinum games as a studio is known most for um bayonetta vanquish i mean those are great games um they're also uh near Automata. yeah automata yeah i mean it's Mm-hmm. It's one of those you're not really sure how to pronounce it. You just kind of throw it out there and fuck, sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> but I mean, That's there were a Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I mean, they did that for Konami. Um, this is a studio that did have some pedigree leading up to the, the moment that Microsoft approached them. And so I don't know. I mean, if it did happen. 
I mean, I, I honestly believe that Microsoft would go in it with a contract that had so many leashes on it yes. that, you know, it, in other words, if you screw us over, guess what? You're paying us money. You're paying us back. Exactly. We will. We yeah. will. I mean, that contract will be so leashed up that I don't think Platinum Games will take one look at it. And so we're not signing mm-hmm. that shit because what happens if we screw you again? Okay. Yeah. We lost our company. Exactly. But I mean, because of what was yeah. because of their history now, that's almost the only way I would see it going down. And if yeah. they're in their name is really that important to them, if they then they'd go through with well, it. And I don't think they'd do it. My quick take, and I will try to keep it quick for you guys, is is this simple. Like the first thing I would do is I would feel it out with the public. I would I would, you know, do surveys and market research quickly to find out is there enough interest still in the IP to bring it back? Right? It sounds like there still is a lot of people out there who would love to see the franchise come back. I'm kind of neither here nor there because I was never that impressed with the game to begin with. I wasn't one of those, oh my god, scale bound's gotta come out, it looks like it's gonna set the world on fire kind of people. But with the saying that, a lot has changed since the game was basically scrapped and all that. And a lot's changed between the relationship with the developer and the publisher and all that stuff. We certainly know that content is king. We know that Xbox and Game Pass uh, need great content. We certainly know that they like to get more of the Japanese developed style games and RPGs on there for content. Uh, so, like, you know, if they're willing to go back in, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. If the fans want it, I'm all for it. I mean, you, you can't really go, you can't really do no wrong. But like you said about the contracts, you got to sign something that will work for both parties. And certainly for Microsoft, they're not going to want to get burned the second time. So guaranteed, one of the things I would certainly stipulate to them, and this is their thing, if they want to get this game done and they want to get our money to build it, then here's your deal. You have to dedicate yourself to building this IP, making a great game, or at least as great as you think it's going to be. And uh, we want. And, and here's the deal: you cannot publish or put out any other game until this game is published first. That symbol. This one has to come out first. It has to be done. It has to be updated. And no other game will come out underneath your 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 company, your studio, your banner uh, for any other platform. Until Scalebound is done and it's in the books, that simple. And uh, you know, and then you give them the resources and see what they can do. With. That's that's where I stand on it. And uh, like I said, if they make it, great. If they don't, but certainly having somebody with Kamiya's pedigree, Platinum's pedigree, is not necessarily a bad thing. So to have more content and bring the game back, uh, if they think they can do it and do it well, I'm all for it. I mean. Like I said, there was a lot of buzz around the game when it first when it first showed off, and while it wasn't my cup of tea, that doesn't mean millions of other fans would love to see it resurrected. But it has to be done, and it has to be done right. And Phil Spencer is not going to get uh, it's not going to get a bag over his head this time, and he's not going to sit there and take full blame. It's going to be on them and on their shoulders. And I'm pretty sure he will make that extremely clear to them. You want to build it? I'm all for it. But you guys better do it, do it right. And this is the only thing you're damn well doing with our money until this shit is out. Yeah, I got some food for thought here, right? We were just talking about whether or not to give them back the game and making it or giving it to another studio to make it. It sounds vaguely familiar to another game that started off with a certain studio, got bought from a competitor, and they brought it over to another studio to start all over. And with all the hype, it ended up... um, not meeting the potential that it should have had. Anybody remember Crackdown 3? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I knew where you were going with that. <laughs> I'm just gonna let you yeah. finish. Yeah, I'm, I not, mean... I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When you were saying, I'm thinking, is he talking about crackdown? What's going fucking on? sumo digital bastards? <laughs> so I mean, I mean, there's there's a potential, right? That the same hype of we were gonna buy that console, but because it's not coming out, uh, it ruined my my hype for it. And now, yet again, it's is it the the same people that are going to go and and be like well you know it was great but look at this crap you know what is this crap this isn't the crap that we were spo- that we were sold on originally you know what i mean so you will still get those naysayers and trust uh, uh thimbler i love crackdown crackdown i love crackdown okay so don't think i'm saying anything negative about crackdown it's just the multiplayer really sucks you know what i mean Coming out of the gate, it it, it sucked. But playing the campaign was fun. I just... How can can I say this? Like, I think it's funny because I met, like, the Expert Part podcast. It started with me and my good friend Ash, which is from from the UK. And we only started to play with each other and talk to each other because of Crackdown freeze multiplayer because we really enjoyed that multiplayer. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, when you don't have lobbies where you can join in, or when you launch the the game and you can't join in uh, as, a, yeah. as a team, mm-hmm. um, when you it, have no, it puts off a lot of people. You know what I mean? I like I I tried playing with a few you know other friends and I couldn't. And I was planning with randos, and I understand why they did the uh, the lock on view, why they did because of the verticality. I understand all that, and I didn't mind all that, but it, it just sucked when I couldn't play with my friends. You know, just like Halo itself right now, uh, I love it so much, but it sucks that I can't play my co op campaign like I want to, and I'm used to. You know what I mean? It's the Old man, get off my lawn bull crap that, that we all get stuck with at some point in time, you know, because it used to be there. It's always been like that. How come it's now it's not the same? You know, we know the reasons why, but we're still going to complain about this stuff. So there, and I, I, I see this happening the same way that, you know, they're going to look at it and maybe maybe they use the same assets, right? Now what? Those assets look good back on the 360 days. Those assets look good compared to the um, early Xbox One days. What do they look like now? They look like crap. You know? So how much are they going to put into it? What are they going to do? You know, is it going to be like Anthem where they built so much and then they said, crap, now we got to build a game. Actually, the problem with FN is that the Pre-production started in 2012, and the full development of the game only started eight months before the release of Anthem. Yeah, yeah, that's, because they they based it off of the video. Yeah, that's just so horrible. That's just so. But you see what I'm saying? It, it here's another example of these games that didn't get the time to be put in, you know, properly. And we're going to bounce around. Look at Dead Island, right? Dead Island was a great game for those of us that loved it. Dead Island Riptide, which is the 1.5 version, wasn't bad. It was an expansion. It wasn't, you know, a standalone expansion, whatever. 
um, used the same assets, so they were able to push it out. And then they moved on to make Dying Light. But Dead Island, it, uh, they were they were making a two, and they were farming it out. They're still farming it out. How many studios have had their hands on Dead Island 2 to the point where they actually pushed out uh, Escape from Dead Island? And that was a horrible game because they had something there that they pieced together. And yeah. we still don't well, have Dead Island 2. Was, was a like lot of that cancel? has been because of uh, legal litigation. Because um, apparently whenever you switch from developer to developer, there's supposed to be a complete clean break of assets there. And when Dying Light got handed off, apparently they were actually still using assets from the prior developer, and the developer took them to court for it. So it's been stuck in legal limbo for a while. It depends and on the, the last I heard. Right. The last I heard, I heard that Sumo Digital was the last one that was actually taking the reins of that game. Yeah. Was that island was that island two canceled announced or suffered though? It's 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 been in the works. They've had like five different studios working on it, six different studios working yeah, but, on it so far. But we but still have no official nothing. nothing. No official notes saying that it's canceled. No. So it's no. the same situation with Half Life Three. Okay, the hype is just. But so what's big sad that it's though? Possible to be released. What's sad though, Fabio, is that we've got we got an amazing trailer from everybody's seen the trailer for Dead Island 2, where the guy is jogging down Hollywood yes. Boulevard and yeah, he starts a great trailer. to decay. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's an amazing trailer, and it's like wow, that like got it. me pumped up. I'm really it's, excited to play this game, and now it's this, in limbo. We haven't even this, got a trailer for that for uh, Half Life Three. We got a teaser. We got a gameplay teaser. Well, we as really a matter of fact, we've actually seen happy. gameplay from you know almost finished product of that of Dead Island Two. Yep, it, it's sad. Like this is such a dick move. Like, why don't you just announce it that? It's not happening, guys. It's canceled. Why are you just going to don't don't say anything? Pretend that it never existed, or just keep on doing it. And in thirty more years, we're going to release this shit. Like God because damn. the IP still holds true. We're still talking about it now. Yeah, I'll tell you what is happening though. We need, yeah, but sometimes you need to just let the that single flame of hope to go because otherwise you are going to be always expecting for that game to be released and it's never going to be released same the thing with scalebound the Let same thing yeah the same thing i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie but i'm about to say this i was about to say this actually but with the acquisition of Activision Blizzard and knowing that Toys for Bob is now on Xbox Studios, I was almost thinking that I should let go Banjo Kazooie. But yeah. So, you know what is in development with a studio that we've never had an issue out of? Um, Rise Son of Rome 2 is in deep development by Crytek as we speak. Yes, sir. Is this official? Um, uh, oh, I heard rumors. I don't know if it's official. Well, it's, it's all over the internet a year ago that Crytek had 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 hunkered down and was working on Sun Rise Sun of Rome two. 
And that's the last we've heard out of Crytek other than these remastered um, Crisis versions, which, I mean, let's be honest, anybody could do. But they also uh, just announced not too long ago Crisis 4. Yeah. So yeah, they did, yeah. If they're hunkering down, it's a little odd. Because they're going to need a, all hands on deck for Crisis 4. Nah, they got it. Dude. <laughs> When, oh, crisis, maybe they doubled when their crisis staff. is used to break PCs on purpose, uh, that, and that's how they built the game for. I mean, if you look at the game, it's it's. I'm going to use that word again, wonky, um, but the quality behind it is so extreme that they use them to test out and try to break PCs. I, I think they're going to keep yeah. with that same logic with four. I mean, it's pretty bad when you can go on the internet and find a legitimate definition definition for the term "can it play crisis." <laughs> it was just a staple in the jo- in the genre. It just, yeah, can it play crisis? I don't know. Oh, it was, it was definitely a visual showcase. That was for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the opposite though for Skyrim. You know you. I got a refrigerator. Can it play Skyrim? <laughs> I have a uh, a pregnancy test strip. Can it play Doom or Skyrim? Hey, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, but I remember hearing a story, you know, just a rumor that Crytek and Xbox uh, had a dispute because Xbox wanted to buy the uh, IP, the Rise IP, and Crytek said, no, we're going to keep it. Now, I don't know how true that was, but they didn't work with them again. I know that. No, yeah, I remember hearing that. I do remember hearing oh, that. And then when they first started doing the acquisitions, they were talking. Um, Crytek was one of the ones that they were talking that about rumor, yeah. buying. Yeah. I'm going to keep that up there the rest of the show, Thumber, because I'm very disappointed in you. Yeah, I, 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 I told him the same thing. Really? Never played yeah, Skyrim? He, he, he I didn't did. beat it. But I played the hell out of it. It's just because of the storage that he has available on his console. He don't. You know, I never played it either. A hundred. Okay, okay, it's gone. I feel bad now. Shit. I never played it either. I wasn't into those type of games in the past. But it's like I have evolved as a gamer, maybe because I'm getting older. Wait. And I would definitely play it now. Wait a sec. I'm sorry. Are you suggesting that Skyrim players are not evolved players? No, I'm I'm just talking about me personally. <laughs> I'm talking about me personally. I didn't like like a game like I'm gonna tell you like a like a game like The Witcher Three, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I put two hundred plus hours in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I wouldn't have even did anything remotely close to that during the 360 or the oh. PS2 Xbox generation. I'm just a you know, I'm a different gamer now. Good fans of Dirt Griggity. Let let you all know. It's important for you all to know that if you like Skyrim, Dirt thinks you are not an evolved gamer. So, yeah, that's it. Fuck you. Now you're just putting words in my mouth. Ain't that some shit? (laughs) I was going to say, Dirt, you mean to tell me that you are allowed to change your mind on what games you like? Yeah, man. Oh, my God. No, no, wait a second. Wait a second. That's it just happened like that's what I mean. It just happened out of nowhere. Like I, I bought the Witcher. You know, I think the Witcher just, Three is what changed me. Like 
I remember hearing a bunch of Xbox guys back then, like, yo, The Witcher 3 is fire. And I said, I don't really play, like, those RPG type of games. Back then, I didn't, so I bought it. Anyway, I fell in love with it, and I said, let me try these other games. So so I love those type of games now. Mm -hmm. It's it's Mm -hmm. pretty weird. You know, it's pretty funny. It's funny how we can grow and, and, you know, with more knowledge, change our mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and this applies to everything. It's just not gaming. It's not console warring. It's not none of that stuff. It's just you find something that you find out that you like that you didn't think that you would have liked because exactly. you tried it out. You know, it's the same thing with food. You know, some people just definitely don't like pickles or mustard, and that's me. Yeah. I will never oh. like it. But you know, how how is it like? Screw screw knowledge. My game has a ninety plus score on Metacritic. Her her her. <laughs> Do that again, Fabio. I want to cut that. No, no, I won't. <laughs> you know, it's 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 an evolution of the gamer. I mean, it's just like everything else. When I was younger, I never would have thought I would own a minivan and a truck. And now I'm married, three kids, got a house, and I've got a minivan and a truck. There you go. It, it's mm-hmm. just Fair you know, enough. it's just one of those things. And I don't know, guys. You think we're done for the night? We're going for an hour and 40 minutes. Do you have any more topics? It's up to you. You're the host. I know. I'm thinking. And then we went, we went through everything. Oh, yeah, so, oh so has anybody else here played the quote-unquote next-gen version of Cyberpunk 2077? Yes. Yes. No and idea. what did you think? Of their next gen version, other than being able to play in 60 frames. And if you did play in 60 frames, what did you think of the graphic compromises that they did to make that possible? If if I'm not mistaken, was the um okay on the Xbox Series X, didn't they offer 60 in 2020? Yeah. But it was the backwards compatible version, but they still yes. yeah. Yes. Okay, so I, I I played it back then and playing it now, the 60 feels great, but the graphics look, look a little bit better when you're playing in, in 60 from what I'm remembering. Um, Have you played I, Dying Light 2 in 60 frames? Yes. What would you compare? Do you think Dying Light 2 looks better in 60 than Cyberpunk looks better in 60? Me personally, I think Cyberpunk looks better. For some reason, the like the resolution on Dying Light Two is not that great. This is right. just my opinion. Um, well, Dying I Light Two is, is locked in a resolution where Cyberpunk is using a very aggressive okay okay um, well, that resolution it. scaling. Well, that explains it. Yeah, yeah I think Dying Light Two think... is ten eighty p sixty. Yeah, you can kind of tell. Yeah, you can tell. But I tried to play Dying Light Two and thirty. Oh no. I don't know. Oh, my, that 30 was terrible on Dying Light 2. It was like, <laughs> I don't know what the hell happened. It made me think. You like, know, it's think. a funny story, too, because when I first started playing Dying Light 2, it looked so good in quality mode. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm playing it this way. But then, and it was okay until I actually had to do any combat. And then I found that I was missing every first swing I made with a melee <laughs> weapon. And I'm like, I thought, I thought maybe it's just me. You know, maybe it's just me. And then yeah. the next day, I thought, well, let's try out performance mode. And I hit every zombie I swung at. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm stuck on performance yeah, mode now. You got to keep it on performance mode. <laughs> 30 frames just doesn't cut it with melee. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know. I played, so I started up uh, Cyberpunk 2077 in performance mode. And, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't even left the um, the garage yet at the beginning when you're getting your car worked on and you do the little rerouting for the mechanic and whatnot. And you talk to the sheriff that comes in and starts grilling you. Oh, you must be uh, have, uh, be street kid or something, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I went. Yeah. I, I chose to be a street kid. Um, I didn't even make it past that point um, because I honestly got an, an invite to play Dying Light Two co-op, so I hopped right out of it. But my first impressions were, I feel like I don't know. I just maybe it's just me, but. Twenty seventy seven for me that big appeal was the quality, was the pop, the eye candy. It was like, it was like, hey, look, this is next gen. This is what you've been waiting years for, and sacrificing some of that to play in sixty frames a second. Almost, it almost felt like sacrilegious to me. It was mm. like, I think it looks great. Know. Like you have what you said, you haven't made it. Ma- yeah, well, you, I not, well, you haven't made it the to the city yet. yet. Yeah, the city looks great at nighttime. The lights, it looks pretty good to me. Yeah, so my first impressions aren't really. I mean, you can't. You have to take it with a grain of salt because I did get pulled away, um, and an opportunity to play Dying Light Two with some friends. But I will definitely put some more time into it. And um, I don't know if any of y'all saw my tweet today. I pre-ordered and downloaded uh forbidden west and i will be giving my honest opinions on that next week on this show and um i enjoyed the first one so i expect me to enjoy the second one to be honest with you i mean if they can i don't know i mean i'm you know i'm slumming i'm playing on my ps4 pro so can't get yeah me too (laughs) i don't want to beat up a scalper right now all right i want to i want a ps5 but hell man Honestly, yeah. with my current setup, I don't think I got much room for a PS5. I may have to lose one of the four <laughs> consoles I got sitting here on my desk. Yep. It may actually cover up my PC on camera. Well, I had one and sold it, so I definitely get the vote for idiot of the night, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, we just call that new phenomics. Don't worry about it. No, no, it's not new quite, because that's what you don't understand. I just sold that because I needed the money, because at the time I just was like fucking flat broke in the middle of summer so and it was i just wasn't playing it that much at the time so i decided to sell it. new phenomics is when i s- trade in the console at say gamestop to get other console and all my games and then basically like six months later i'm doing the same thing back again i go back in trade another console for pretty much the same console that i already had <laughs> oh shit <laughs> i've done that many times pretty crazy yeah. Uh, it's just well, life, you know. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but no, I just kind of like, yeah, you know. Wish I w- wish I hadn't because I got a good deal on it at the time, and I sold it to a good buddy of mine, and I gave him a good deal on it. Like I didn't charge him crazy price or nothing like that. It was, you know, so. But it is what it is, man. It's life, right? That's how it goes. Do we need to go break some legs so you can get it back? Nah, his legs. Are, <laughs> he's a good guy. Wouldn't mind me breaking his legs. Come on now, be nice. Although the worst part is, he's only going to play one game on it the whole time. Guess what? NHL. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. hockey. Yeah, I was going to say. Li- he is literally that fan that we talked about earlier, the guy who basically buys, he's, he gets every console, the new console, but he plays pretty much the one game on it. Ah. Yeah. Just like players that only play up 
only buy a console to like, play Call of Duty. Yeah, it's just kind of like, what's the point? I don't know. You're not really taking advantage of it, but it is what it is. Well, if that's well, his preference. If that's that's his jam, man. That's his. That's that's his life. Yeah, his money. Yeah. I'm I'm not here to judge. Uh, that's up to him. I know what I'd be playing if I have one. But yeah, <laughs> like I'm not here to judge. Even though he is extremely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you know. And that brings us to the end of another glorious episode of Wait. the Xbox glorious. Party Show. What were you saying, Fabio? No, it's just because there was a post i don't know if you guys saw that a post by daniel ahmad saying that ubisoft came once in a conference that ubisoft made they said that ubisoft can remain dependent but any offer to buy them would be reviewed yes ubisoft did come out and say that they were open to all acquisitions so hmm which kind of scares the crap out of me because I do like my Watchdogs, my Far Cry, and my Assassin's Creed games. And to be honest with you, I think that if Sony did acquire Ubisoft, I would not be able to play them on my Xbox. So it worries me because right now with the $70 billion acquisition going through with Activision Blizzard, the last thing Microsoft wants to do is cause more... Um, attention to themselves which acquiring ubisoft would definitely do but it wouldn't do it so much if sony or tencent did it so ubisoft fuck you for opening your mouth you've now you're on high alert i think when yeah. it comes i think when it comes to that if sony ends up acquiring ubisoft i don't know what would happen but I think they would continue to put their games as multi-plat games because since the Bungie acquisition, Sony has been has been saying that we are all up for games as service, and Ubisoft is all about that. So I think that they would try to acquire them just for that, and I don't think they would be exclusive. But of course, they would make exclusives out of that because. After all, it's an entire publisher. Well, the one thing that does give me hope is that Ubisoft did say that they look to remain an independent publisher. Yes. So that's a good thing. I mean, is Yeah, they're, they're trying to get that Bungie deal. They want to pimp themselves out and try to find a side chick to pay for everything. I, yeah, I mean, like... It makes sense. If you can make somebody else pay your bills... While you put as much resources into development that you want to, why not? Like considering that, considering that Sony last year acquired five studios and spent this year three point six billion dollars, and one point two billion dollars out of those three point six were just to keep the employees still at Bungie. What do you guys think that Sony has pretty good chances of having the, en the enough money to buy Ubisoft? I don't know because I don't, I don't think so. I looked into the Ubisoft acquiring, and you would basically have to you would basically have to make an offer for Ubisoft, also taking into account what they could be worth in the future when the deal is done. Which puts it in the mid in the mid to high teens billion dollars, 
I mean, if you took them as just face value right now, you could they're only worth like almost eight, but you okay. would have to take into account any any equity, any um, any profits, and what they could be worth because of um, their position in the industry at the point of close. So you could be looking at fifteen to nineteen billion. Yeah, I don't know if Sony has that to spend on a studio. Yeah, I don't think so. Fair enough. Fair enough. What else? What do? What do? What does Power Man, Nuke, and Dreadpool think about this? I don't know. What do you fellas think about this? So um, is that the Ubisoft thing? Yeah, you think. Uh, you think Sony and Tencent will jump on this Ubisoft, making it public? They're open to acquisition? Potentially, I don't know. I, I really don't really give a crap about Ubisoft for the most part, so I'm not overly excited either which way. Okay, fair enough. We are not going to ask you for anything in the future. Let me just write that in my notes. Don't ask Noof about Ubisoft. Okay, it's down. Gotcha. It's, it's like saying good things about Ubisoft with Redders. He's always going to criticize Ubisoft. <laughs> so, yeah, I do think that like they, they obviously said that because they want it to be known. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I don't know. It's just weird now. I think that like a lot of these companies are seeing like what they're doing with um, Activision Blizzard and what Sony did with Bungie, and they're like, oh, you know, oh, now these companies are getting a tendency of basically like giving us a bunch of money, but still giving us our creative freedom and. And remain in multiplat and all this kind of stuff. So, um, I think that a lot you, you're going to start seeing a lot of these other larger uh, people like Ubisoft kind of wanting to. Oh, I mean, who who wouldn't want you know somebody somebody to come in and buy them, but still retain basically like as if nobody came in and bought them. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I I think that obviously they want somebody to. I, I would personally, I would hate to see something like Tencent or Embracer Group or something like that get them you know i do i do enjoy a couple of ubisoft's games so but i don't think microsoft would get them because they're, they're tied up right now you know what i'm saying the way ubisoft kind of came out and made that be known it's it's almost like it's almost like nobody has approached ubisoft about an acquisition and then they were just kind of saying hey guys what about us you know we're open to this too that's no, kind of the way it made me feel that's kind of what I was thinking was they're putting out the feelers. The problem is they've got a bad history right now still that they're trying to recover from. Um, remember really? the ex-employees that left to go farm bean because uh, of sexual man. harassments and other things? So they still have uh, issues in the company uh, that they need to go through and they need to um, reorganize. Okay, so they need to do that. I mean, look at Sega, right? Sammy went through and reorganized Sega uh, a couple a uh, couple of years ago, last year. I want to say a year and a half ago or so. They reorganized, and just yet again, they reorganized and got rid of the arcade section, right? So they're doing that, and usually when big companies do that, they're looking to minimize anything that's going out and maximize profits to look good. Right, and that's usually for a sale, so that way you can get as much money out of that sale as possible. Now, the other thing is, when you do that, if you can go turn into a skeleton crew and make a profit, 
where you don't have to sell, then you can, you know, kind of make an informed decision there and, and kind of keep because now you've righted the ship sort of sense and you can release some of that money back out into the company to be able to push to make more money because now you're not selling it. You know what I mean? Because before when you sell it, you're just trying to jack up as much of the price that you can and hold on to as much of that money uh, so you're not losing it when you, you know, into the sale. So now if they do the same thing, you know, there's a possibility, you know, so they're probably, you know, hey, like, um, look at us, you know, what about us, you know, Microsoft started a good trend or Xbox started a good trend with, you know, uh, Binds and Max, they're going to operate separately, but they're still under uh, Xbox's wing. And then you have Activision Blizzard King, which I don't know if anybody noticed, but I keep pointing it out. It's not under Xbox. They do not report to Matt Booty. They report to Phil once this is uh, finalized, right? So they will be reporting to Phil and yet again acting as a separate entity. So when you look at it like that, and then you look at Bungie doing the same thing with Sony, only getting a better deal than ever than you would have thought, but... Uh, they got a really good deal. I don't know how that happened. But you can't blame them. So I could see why Ubisoft is saying, look, um, what about us, right? And and yeah. here's the other thing. What about us? Probably because nobody's thinking about you because you just fought off um, a hostile takeover. How many times have they been, you know, fighting for years for, for a hostile takeover and fighting them off? I mean, the last one was a couple of years back, and that was a big one. And who knows? Maybe, maybe they were approached by Microsoft, and Microsoft decided to go Activision Blizzard. So Ubisoft is kind of putting this out there, saying, "Okay, well, hmm, hint, hint. Hey, look, we're making it public. Ubisoft, uh, Microsoft, you didn't want us, so better come and get us. We're making it public. Somebody else is going to get us." I mean, yeah. they talk. They talked to Bungie. And even though they wanted that new IP that Bungie's putting out, they said, you know what, we ain't paying for it. I mean, like, we need to we need to have in mind that we're not only talking about you, we're not only talking about Sony and Microsoft. We can have Google or Amazon trying to acquire Ubisoft for something. Yeah, you that's get almost Tencent. a bad sentence for the fans. Yeah, Tencent, Embracer Group. Yep, Embracer. And Embracer is actually one of the biggest ones out there, aren't they? It has eight, it has eighty eight studios under their umbrella. Mm -hmm. Wow! So, all right. Yeah. Well, that we're gonna come to a close on this episode of the XBL Party USA stream, going on two hours now. It has been an amazing ride with our amazing guests. I again want to thank Dirk Grigardy, Noof Nukem, Dreadpool, Fabio for joining me and Power Man 4K. And we're going to go right down the gauntlet of panelists right here. And I want everybody to let everybody watching where they can find you. Power Man 4K, where can people find you at? Oh, uh, yeah, you can catch me here every Thursday at 9 p.m., bro. And I'm on Twitter at Power Man 4K. Dirk Grigardy. Where can people find you? 
Uh, yeah, you can check me on my uh, YouTube channel, Dirt Griggity. You know, I have a podcast on Monday evenings, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time called WBG Xbox Podcast. You know, I do other little videos also. And check me out on Twitter, at Griggity. With that smooth voice of his when his camera ain't fucking it up. <laughs> <laughs> Noof Nukem, where can people find you? When the coins before I go, we got to come in and just send to the scene. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. We listen to you all on this show, and you're all phenomenal. Keep up the great work, and we'll come, we'll come back and do this another time. But anyway, I'm going to shoot it over to Noof Nukem, and he's going to let us get out of here. Yes, well, uh, you guys know where to find me always in the gutter when I'm not hanging out with these phenomenal chaps. You can catch me on, uh, yes, uh, Gaming After Dark Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that is 8 p.m. Mountain Time. And then on Sunday mornings, I run a little podcast with another different troupe called Good Morning Xbox. And that is 9 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Great little show. But otherwise, it's always a blast to be here. I don't think I'll be running a community game night this weekend as I will be busy. Got a few things on the go. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But anyway, man, it's been an honor and a pleasure to be here once again. Phenomenal panel and obviously some great guests. I look forward to coming back in the future. Take care, everybody. Yes, thank you, Noof. Thank you, Dirt. Dreadpool, where can people find you at, sir? Oh, I thought you forgot about me again. So <laughs> no, <laughs> skip Dreadpool. Fuck it, just skip it. So um, <laughs> anyway, you can find me on um, YouTube at Dreadpool. I, I'm streaming there too, so I've added some of that going on. Uh, TikTok, Twitter, Linktree. It's all letters, all caps. Dreadpool. Uh, Linktree's got everything that I do um, for Breaking Bread with Dread, which, uh, yeah, today was a fun one. Um, but, yeah, you could do the audio stuff uh, on, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere there you could find it. Uh, Wednesday nights, Gaming Beyond the Box at 8 p.m., and then Friday mornings, um, Breakfast with Boom at 10 a.m. So, and uh, Fabio, where can they find you? You can find me sometimes here on the USA show, sometimes on the UK show when I got when I have time because of the work and all that kind of stuff. You can find me on Xbox as Lizard 8 You can find me as well on Twitter as at FBOAmarine97. And you can find me on Saturdays when we I'm available to play and we can make some gaming live streams awesome 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 and this is ky bob your host and you can catch me here every thursday with always a great panel shout out again to all of our guests please visit their channels experience them in their native habitat you can catch ky bob on xbox you can catch him on YouTube doing game streams. You can catch him hosting this great show on the Xbox Live Party Podcast channel. To everybody, it was nice to see you, and it was nice to be seen. Thank you for telling a friend. Good night, and we'll see you next week. Night, everyone. See you later.